Welcome to the King's Healing Room Podcast, where we are a kingdom ministry within global presence. We are located at 4326 Pharaoh in Syracuse, New York, 13219, where the executive pastor is Elder Yulon Jones and the senior pastor and founder is Bishop Brian K. Hill Sr. All are welcome. There we go. God bless everyone. Amen. From from my space to your space, virtually, thank everyone. First, we thank God for life, health, and strength for the, I'm going old school here, use and activity of our limbs and in our right minds. Wow, that's a testimony. I'm so glad to be before you here. I know you're probably expecting to see that handsome one, Pastor uh, Yulon uh, Jones. Um, I'm, uh, I'm the fill-in. Um, I certainly thank God for, uh, for his righteousness in all of us being here. Thank God to each and every one of you for tuning in on tonight. Amen. It's not too late to text someone right now and tell them, the word has begun. Amen. Don't mention a name. Don't mention. Just tell them where, Just tell them the name of the church, where to go on Facebook. Amen. To tune in. Um, the word is about to go forth. That is the preeminent, the most important, the most vital. The heartbeat, the internal organs, amen, of our lives. For the word of God says, in him, in Christ, we have our being and we have our movement. He is the animator, amen, of our lives. He animates our lives even as God breathed life into Adam, and Adam was became animated. He became a living, breathing soul. I thank God for you. Amen. We're going to uh, pray. We may have just prayed. Amen. And uh, I, I, um, I believe we have a, a wonderful study for us on tonight, Colossians, the first chapter. There's going to be a few familiar passages in here. Well, the third chapter some familiar stuff in Colossians, um, um, uh, maybe 1 through 13. And we're just going to do a drive-by. Amen. We're going to stop at each McDonald's, um, each Burger King, each Justin Steakhouse. All right. Uh, um, each, each place uh, along the way, each passage, each, each verse, and, and, and uh, put a little on our plate to eat. Is that all right? God bless each and every one of us. Amen. Amen. Uh, Deaconess uh, Rivers, thank God for you. Amen. And um, um, a successful day for you. Uh, uh, all right, let's, uh, let's get after it. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your loving kindness and your tender mercies. We thank you, Father, for never leaving us nor forsaking us. We thank you for the truth of your word, uh, the infallible truth of your word. We truly thank you, Father. Thank you for. We truly thank you for your abilities um, that you have that you have given us. Uh, we pray on tonight that you open up our spiritual eyes and ears, that we may receive the richness of your word. In Jesus' name, thank God. Amen and amen. All right, God bless you. If uh, uh, 
if anyone is having, if you can hear me, put some thumbs up, some thumbs ups on the, on the, uh, on the screen. My, uh, my microphone, the light just went out and I don't know why. And it's, uh, it was on right up until about 30 seconds ago. So now's not the time to figure it out. Uh, um, but if you'll allow me, I'm going to try here real quick. Let's turn to Colossians once again, the, the first chapter. Um, uh, and whatever version you're reading from, I'm going to go between the King James and the uh, between the King James and the another version. Okay, we can hear. All right, beautiful, beautiful. Maybe it's on. It's just not on for me to see. All right, fantastic, fantastic. We love everyone. God bless everyone that's on. Um, forgive me if, if I'm not going to go to the screen too often. Amen. Um, uh, um, we're going to be going through a few words, and I'm going to I'm going to give you one of my one of my study. Uh, it's never it's not a secret, uh, um, but one of the tools. that I use, and uh, it is a particular site. Um, it is an app. I don't know about Android, but it is an Apple app, but it's also a, a website, and I'm on the website right now. Um, and it is, uh, uh, etymology, well, let me start with linguistics. Linguistics, L-I-N-G-U, eh, linguistics, linguistics. Linguistics is the study and history of languages or origins of languages. Um, Mother Hill, your niece, uh, uh, Jackie, went to one of the most prominent linguistic linguistical schools in the United States in Chicago um, when she went to school in Chicago um, she first went to I believe New Hampshire that was her first degree and uh, and then she went to schools to study languages and so she went to one of the top three linguistic schools colleges in America in the country and uh, in the city of Chicago or city of Chicago College or College of City and uh, uh, where she still resides, her and her husband John and their three beautiful children, and she studied linguistics, which uh, which allowed her to travel different places around the world using her skills of not only speaking languages, but under when you understand history, you understand culture. You're able to put things in context. All right, when you say, "May I go use your bathroom?" in America, means one thing. When you're in Italy, you say, "May I use your bathroom?" 
you're very likely to walk into a bathroom with men and women in the same bathroom and no stalls. And it's, I would imagine it's kind of freaky at first. You're kind of like, whoa, hey, I don't know what y'all doing here. I just came to see the Coliseum, you know, and now I'm in a room full of naked men and women, but nobody's tripping because it's their culture. It's their culture. I would imagine now maybe they have specific men and women bathrooms, but by and large, many, many European countries, they, they have non-gender bathrooms, all right? And that's their culture, and it's only strange to, uh, to outsiders. And then when someone from Europe, first time coming to America, and they go into a bathroom at Denny's, and there's two bathrooms with two names on them, men, women. And now oftentimes airports and restaurants and so forth, you'll see a third bathroom or maybe even a fourth, a third bathroom uh, may say um, family, uh, family bathroom where husbands and wives, you may have children and you don't want to send your, 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 your Mr. Dad, Mr. Mom, and you're in a restaurant and you don't want to send your child, your daughter into a, into a woman's bathroom by herself or vice versa. Um, and now we have uh, uh, genderless bathrooms that are safe. So I may, <clears throat> identity bathrooms, I may be born a female, but I identify myself as a male. Um, and I may be feel, feel uncomfortable as a female, biologically, physically, a female having female um, that autonomy, uh, the anatomy, I'm sorry, the anatomy of a female going into a men's bathroom or vice versa. So I've been in places lately that have all four bathrooms, men, women, family bathrooms. Say men if, if, you, if you know what I'm right, if you experience this. And then, uh, and then uh, 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 pronoun-less or gender-less um, uh, bathrooms. All right, so linguistics is the study in history of languages, etymology is the study and the study of the history of words themselves, all right? All languages are as a collection of words, all right? And, and linguistics, by, you hear people say bilingual, that means they speak more than one language. Bi means two, all right? Bicycle, if you have three wheels, it's called a tricycle. If it has four wheels like a car, it's called a quadcycle, all right? Quad means four. All right, and so bilingual um, is a uh, is a term meaning you speak at least at least two lingua two languages. All right, so the name is familiar. Lingual. All right, linguistics is the study of those languages that you that you know. I'm going to spell it for you. Um, etymology, and uh, let, let me get close enough here so I can. E t y m o n uh, well, let, this is the name of the website if you want to follow along at home. And for your future study, you should have this earmarked. I've given this before over the years. Uh, E-T-Y-M-O-N-L-I-N-E.com. All right? All right? Ediamon Line. Ediamon. Ediamon Line. All right? Ediamology. Ediamon Line. E, it's a website. E-T-Y. 
M-O-N-L-I-N-E.com. Once again, after Bible study, you can download the app. It's free, free to use. It has advertisements, which hence makes it free to use, uh, but well, well worth. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking at an advertisement right now from uh, Duncan Bright, uh, Duncan Bright Furniture, and uh, and um, and uh, there'll be advertisements all throughout. All right, you'll learn. But of course, the whatever Bible you're using. I'll say secular Bible that, that you're using the Strong's Dictionary is the de facto study, um, a dictionary of Bible words, Greek and Hebrew and Aramaic and Arabic, um, the four or five languages that make up the Bible, chief ones being Hebrew New Testament and Greek, uh, uh, a Hebrew Old Testament and Greek New Testaments. Um, uh, whenever... You read in the New Old Testament where the children of Israel were in bondage to Babylonian or Asia Minor. Um, many of the scriptures have a Aramic or Arabic. Um, they're translated into English, but their root, um, Ezra, for example, Ezra is uh, Ezra and Nehemiah are by and large in their original languages, which is the the, the linguistic the, lingu the linguistical history of the books of Ezra and Nehemiah are Aramaic, all right? And, um, and not, not a lot of Hebrew because the children of Israel were not in Israel where Hebrew was the language, all right? Um, they were in a foreign land and so you learned to speak the land of that language. Originally, Nehemiah and Ezra were one book. They were originally one book and uh, they were both Nehemiah was a cupbearer, and Ezra was the priest that had been taken out of uh, Jerusalem, uh, bondage um, to King Xerxes um, and um, the, the, the dynasty of, of the Xerxes, Xerxes dynasty. And, uh, and they spent 70 years there, all right? When, when uh, Daniel and the three Hebrew boys they were well into their 70s and 80s, between 60 and 80 years old. They're called the three Hebrew boys. Um, but remember, people lived longer. And you had a lot, you had much, you had your entire life study and learning with such a, at a premium. So you could be 40 and considered young. Is that all right? Yeah, yeah, all right. Today, 35, people start calling you sir and ma'am and... All right. So Ezra and Nehemiah were once one book when when, we, when the Bible was canonized to where we have it today. They split it into two distinct books. And uh, that's just an example of the linguistics that are in the Bible. But every word in the Bible um, has a etymology, it has a history of etymology. All right. And so we're going to get into some of those on today. Um, but let's get to our reading. Let's get to our scripture on today. How many, how many read our title from uh, from our Facebook, amen, uh, our title page um, that you can, that one can click on. All right. Um, um, announcing to the world that we are starting at 6 p.m. live. Many of us 
I would imagine you get notification, you're already plugged into Facebook, and Case Healing Room is on uh, your notification. So when we go live, I'm quite sure your phone dings or your laptop or your tablet. All right. So we're going to open with a prayer. It's a prayer that I have here. This was something that I actually started within the last 24 hours, not knowing that I was that it was going to be released for tonight, but we're certainly going to hear more from it. All right. And uh, uh, Mother Hill, you know what? You've been to Italy. Mother Hill has been to Rome. Mother Hill took a cruise to Rome, Italy, and, uh, you know, to the Mediterranean. And Rome was one of the stops. And, uh, well, I, if what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, I guess what happens in Rome stays in Rome because Mother Hill's never said anything about, uh, let me leave that alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I might go to Rome now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. God bless you. Yes, Mother Hill's been to Italy. That's right. What a wonderful experience. I imagine that that was being in the Colosseum. All right? Being in the Colosseum um, uh, where uh, uh, Nero and, and, and different Roman emperors and, and the games, which now we know as the Olympics, uh, uh, um, coming from the Greeks to the Romans uh, took place also where where Christians were uh, tortured and uh, horrible, horrible things Coliseum, uh, it's today's dome, it's today's war memorial it's today's football stadium many things happen in football stadiums besides football, amen, football takes place 17 weeks out of the year there's 53, 54 weeks out of the year concerts um municipalable events, all right, take place. Um, uh, corporate and and private citizens, corporations and private citizens can rent out football stadiums, even here at the Dome. Many events take place in the Dome that are not sports related. Uh, what a his, what a, what a experience to go to such a historical um, place as the uh, as the Coliseum and many others in. Italy and in and around uh, the uh, countries of the Mediterranean region. Mother Hill, thank you. I, I, I forgot about that. All right. This is this is the prayer, and this this came like like a like a email, like a text. You know, you didn't you didn't know you were getting it, and I've been trying to call some. A uh, financial situation came up yesterday, and I've been trying to call. They left a message, and Trish sent it to me. And this was probably Monday, so Tuesday, she sent me the message. So I immediately started calling Tuesday. I'm blowing up phone. I'm blah, blah, blah. Then I called, and then, they got, then I got a cell phone, and I'm blowing it up. And, uh, and once you give me your cell phone, then, I, then if I really need you, I'm not going by your work hours of your, of, your, of, your, of your work phone. So I got the cell phone. So I was calling and calling him. This morning, uh, the text came in around 6. Six seven o'clock, and um, I had not woken up yet. So what a what a joy it was! Before I read a scripture, before I did anything, I didn't really have time to. I just, my phone was like alerting me, and there was there was a response, and that's all I needed was a response. Business still needs to be done. 
Um, but the, the text came in, what I'm getting at is the text came in whenever the sender wanted or needed to send it, emails, all right? Uh, UPS at your door. You may have a package that you didn't even know was coming, all right? It may be a letter or a package that needs signing. You didn't even know it was coming, all right? But you were alerted when the sender wanted or chose or needed to contact you. How often is the Holy Spirit? We're just minding our own business, stirring spaghetti, watching TV, getting dressed, just going about our, our driving in the car, going about our daily business, and we get an email. We get a spiritual email. We get a spiritual text message. All right? We get a, we get a spiritual letter in the mail. All right? And it is, do not return to sender. Open immediately. All right? So I started reading this passage uh, weeks and weeks ago, and which is on my mind. So this morning, I woke up and God gave me this prayer, and I wrote it down, and I'm sharing it to you. This is this is really, 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 really fresh bread. Amen. I came in right in from dialysis and I wanted to get something to eat real quick. I put in three slices of Wegmans olive, um, um, ooh, somebody help me because I, I, I can't be the only one who knows the secret. Garlic, olive, Italian bread. Slap some butter on those puppies, put them in the air fryer. Oh, I'm about to get some more when I come off of here. That's how good it was. Quote, unquote, Lord, qualify and equip my shift to morph into tangible kingdom assets. All right, Lord, I'm going to say that very slow because we can make some mistakes there if we say it fast. So you'll be excited as this prayer is released to you. So we just want to make sure we take our time and say it right. Lord, qualify and equip my shift. S-H-I-F-T. King's Healing Room, it is the backbone to all we do. There may be a first-time listener today. SHIFT is an acronym for salvation, health, intelligence, quote-unquote knowledge, finance, technology. Everything the King's Healing Room does, it's not our mantra, it's not our slogan, uh, it's not our mission statement, it's not our vision statement. We have vision statements and mission statements, all right? But it is internally, it is the backbone for everything that we do. Everything, it is the parameters in which it is unique to the King's Healing Room. It is just like BACA, which was officially launched this past Sunday. BACA is an acronym for Believers Abstinence Covenant Agreement, and it is an adult and youth abstinence uh, uh, um, uh, program, um, um, uh, uh, sourced uh, with our teachings, sourced from the Bible, and what Christ, the Old and New Testament, and particularly the New Testament, Paul and Christ, um, their teachings on abstinence, all right, comes from the word absence, all right, or to put away, or to move away from, all right, sexual activity. Once, if one is sexually active and comes to know Christ or truly ask God to forgive you and repent 
to turn away from your sins, all right, then you are declared clean, all right, because God cleanses you, all right, even in your forgiveness, he cleanses you, all right, he said, I put your sin far, far away from me, all right, the Catholics adopted a term in the 80s called recycled virgins, all right, um, and to recruit nuns and priests, the Catholic Church believes in celibacy for their clergy and, and nuns. And in recruiting, there were a lot of men and women saying, I'd love to, it was always, I'd love to be a, I'd love to, to go into the priesthood. I'd love to become a nun. But I, I was sexually active since I was 20. I went to college. Well, they started running out of candidates. So, hey, wow. They woke up like, whoa, what a surprise. God forgives us of our sins. Wow, what a, what a mind-blowing concept. Uh, and so we want to bring this ministry. It, we started it in 1999, and, and for various reasons, uh, we stopped doing it. But I'm very, very excited. Um, uh, uh, Sister Chartise Rivers is, is uh, director of Back of Believers, Abstinence Covenant Agreement. There will be more information coming. A shameless plug here. There will be more information coming. Um, you don't have to be a member of the King's Healing Room. You just have to be a member of the kingdom of God. Or simply desire, simply desire to live a clean life. All right? Um, the best way to prevent an STD is not to have sex. Because if you knew someone had an STD, you wouldn't have sex with them. That includes oral sex. That includes all, all, all types of sex. All what we consider sexual activity. All right, heavy petting. All right, all the time. I don't want to get into it here right now. That's not the format for that. All right. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, so, uh, Lord, qualify and equip my salvation, my health, my spiritual and secular knowledge, knowledge of my job, knowledge of my career choice. Knowledge of child rearing, all right? Um, qualify and equip my finances. Qualify and equip the technology and make it and so that technology works for me and I'm not a slave to technology, all right? Like I'm a slave to this, to this iPad holder that, that, keeps, that keeps sliding down, all right? To morph, M-O-R-P-H, to morph into tangible kingdom Assets, A-S-S-E-T-S, -S -E all right? A-B-C, assets, budgeting, credit, all right? And in parenthesis, between kingdom and assets, I have of Christ. So here's how it reads. Lord, qualify and equip my shift to morph into tangible kingdom of Christ's assets. Amen, all right? And then we're going to close with this prayer. How's that sound? That sound good? I'm excited. All right, and of course you can always go back and view this as often, and I suggest as often as possible. All right, um, by the time I I'm before you in this setting or in person, I've read whatever I'm reading to you. I myself have read it at least thirty times. I've read whole chapters at least one to three times. I've read sometime previous chapters two or three back or 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 portions of it and the same moving forward so I can get the full context 
of what that one, maybe one word, we're going to hit on a word tonight, translate, or past tense, translate it, all right, translate it, all right, Mother Hill, we were talking earlier this week on the, uh, the, uh, the uh, statistic of darkness and cold, all right, and I'll delve into that a little bit, those that were there on Sunday, and those who listen back to it. Um, it may be a concept new to you, but it immediately makes sense. And then when you go to flesh it out, study it, you'll find that it's to be true. Not because he'll said it, but just because it's a fact. I can say two plus two is four. Well, it's not a fact because I said it. It's just a fact. All right. I have I have knowledge of that now. I have I in shift. I in my intelligence. All right. I have I have gleaned that intelligence, that knowledge as we all did in first or second grade when we started learning math, all right? So let's start reading our passage on tonight, all right? Well, I'm, I'm going to read from the uh, West Version, all right? W-E-W-U-E-S-T. There's uh, um, a gentleman um, from the turn of the century and Late in his life, later in life, he started uh, he started uh, writing his own version of the New Testament and and commentaries. We're not going to read from his commentaries, but I'm going to read his passage. He did not complete the entire New Testament before he passed, but he left a great legacy of insight. The West. Version is very similar in nature to the amplified version, where a word is expanded, and you may have where the King James, where the amplified is in parentheses, what words are have been expanded upon or amplified. All right, amplified does not change the sound. It's a, it's a, it's a sound. It's a, it's a term from music and sound does not change the sound. It just makes it louder. It amplifies it. All right. And uh, I can be whispering and someone can say, can you amplify your voice? I'm not changing what I'm saying. I'm just, I'm just changing the amplitude. All right. Amplify the amplitude. I'm going higher in volume amplitude high. All right. I'm just going higher in volume. The amplified Bible simply expands or amplifies on words. Uh, all right. Here we go. Verse 1, and I'll stop along the way. Colossians the third, the first chapter, verse 1. Paul, an ambassador of Christ Jesus through the will of God, and Timothy, our brother. The will of God is one of the running themes of Colossians. All right? And we're going to read it at least one more time in the 12, 13 verses that we're going to read from today, all right? So, so uh, bullet point number one, the will of God is a running, is one of the running themes, all right? Uh, Christ as preeminent, Christ as the creator and sustainer of all things visible and invisible is the main theme of Colossians, all right? The autonomy of uh, Christ, all right? As, as part of the Godhead, we know him as the son of God. All right. His heavenly position is part of the Godhead. All right. Uh, God, the Father, God, the Son and God, the Holy Spirit. I, Paul, an ambassador of 
of uh, Christ Jesus. And my screen just 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 flipped on me, and and I, and I don't know why. So let me let, let me bring it back. I just said, you know, we don't want to be a slave to technology. We want technology to be a slave to us. It kind of goes both ways for a little bit. Is that all right? I, Paul, an ambassador of Christ Jesus through the will of God and Timothy, our brother Paul, starts off in Colossians. Uh, most of his Paul's 14 books starts off with I, Paul, a slave. I, Paul, a servant. Starts out Colossians with I, Paul, an ambassador a representative of Christ Jesus through, by the will of God. All right? The only reason I stand, I'm speaking for, the only reason I stand before you as an ambassador from one kingdom to another kingdom, all right? 2003 is the year of the kingdom at the King's Healing Room. All right? An ambassador is not an ambassador, it's in an own country. Why would you be an ambassador in your own country? Why would you be a representative in your own country? All right? All right. All right. We have uh, many been watching the news and, and keeping up with um, the House of Representatives, the House of Congress, um, and the antics that have been going on for the last week, week and a half, with the Speaker of the House. Now the Republicans have control. Um, well, yeah, you Pastor, you just said, why would one be a representative in his own country? And we have we have literally a House of Representatives. Well, I'm going to break some news to you right now. I didn't plan on this, but once again, it's knowledge, it's intelligence. Amen. The United States of America is the United States. Each state is its own mini country. All right. Each state has their own 501c3. Each state has their own, own Dunham Bradstreet score. All right. Um, the two largest countries in America are California and New York State. I know I just I know I said it and I'm gonna keep going, but you're gonna be hearing more on this subject, all right? You're gonna be hearing more on this subject, all right? Like what's the difference between the United States of America and the United States? And while you'll never see the United States, it'll always be in capital letters. Always. You'll never see on official documentation the United States in lower caps it'll always be in higher and it'll always be in uppercase and um and and we'll, we'll get into all of that i just come on perk your interest in that all right and it starts out right here paul i an ambassador of jesus christ through the will of god and timothy our brother all right so paul christ is in another kingdom he came to bring the kingdom of god to earth and god's will was that paul be an ambassador of the kingdom of God or the kingdom of Christ while traveling through the kingdoms of this world. Why one why would one be an ambassador in their own like that's like me being an ambassador of of the home I live in or you being an ambassador of the home you live in. No. All right. But if your parents or your siblings 
or your neighbor goes out of town and you are house sitting for them and the police come by or neighbor comes by and they're oh, why are you here? I am officially representing, you know, dot, 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 blank while they're gone. I'm representing their affairs. Lawyers um, uh, uh, can represent our affairs. They can be a type of represent, type of ambassador. All right. Christ came to install and implement and bring back dominion that Adam lost, the kingdom of God, to earth. And God's will before the worlds were framed that St. Paul would be an ambassador representing the kingdom of God on the kingdom of this earth. Revelation 11 and 15. I'm teaching right now. All right. And the seventh trumpet sounded. And the angel said, now the kingdoms of this world have become <clears throat> the kingdoms of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and he shall reign forever. All right. Uh, verse 2. Ooh, I wish we were live so we could take questions. I, oh, my gosh. I, this would be very, in, this is a very interesting topic. To the saints of Colossia, even the faithful brethren in Christ, sanctifying grace to you and tranquilizing peace from God our Father. Remember, I'm reading from the White translation. Verse 3, I am giving thanks to God the Father, and I just, all right, I just, this might be an ongoing theme. All right, this translation keeps trying to get away from me, but I have a rope on it. Let me read verse 3. I am giving thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, concerning you, constantly offering petitions or prayers. Verse 4. Having heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the divine self-sacrificial love which you constantly have for all the saints. All right. Verse 5. Because of the hope which is laid aside for you in heaven, concerning which you heard before in the word of the truth of the good news, the gospel. Verse 6. Which is present with you, even as also it is in all the world, constantly bearing fruit and increasing just as it is also among you from the day when you heard it and came to know experientially the grace of God in the sphere or in the atmosphere or in the space of truth. All right, that's one through six. I'm going to read one through six in the King James. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ, which are at, are at Colossus, grace be unto you and peace from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 3. We give thanks to the Father. We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. All right. 
The Weiss version says petitions. King James says prayers. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which ye have to all the saints. Paul saying, since I heard, we got a letter. We got, we, we got a letter, all right? 14 letters that they're called letters because they're letters that Paul wrote in response, all right? Something would happen and he'd, he'd get word or, you know, a horse and you know, donkey, he'd get word, he'd write a letter, have it sent back, all right? And then he say, you know, y'all haven't stopped whoremonging, y'all haven't stopped cheating, y'all haven't stopped gossiping on each other, and he'd write another letter encouraging them, calling out their wrong, all right? And, um, and so you get, you, so you get uh, uh, First and Second Timothy, you get First and Second Corinthians, you get Colossians, you get Romans, um, uh, uh, verse 5. For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye heard before in the world, and uh, let me start that again, I, I messed up a word, verse 5. For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel. Verse 6. Which is come unto you as it is in all the world and bringeth forth fruit as it doeth also in you since the day ye heard of it and knew the grace of God in truth. There's a particular phrase here. Um, when Paul says, um, uh, which has come unto you as it is in all the world. And 99.9% .9 of the times when you hear that word uh, um, all around the world or in the world uh, or all over the world, the gospel being preached and so forth. Um, um, and the word of God went forth throughout the whole world. Well, we know that the word still hasn't reached the whole world, all right? They are speaking of the world that they knew to be the world. So if you lived in in Christ's day, if you lived in the Mediterranean area, you lived in what we now would call the Middle East, all right? Um, or the tip of Africa, uh, um, or the tip of, of uh, Western Europe, uh, Italy, um, uh, um, uh, um, um, different islands in and around that area. That was the world that they knew. They didn't have jets. They didn't have cars. They didn't. They were. They were limited. Um, even their ships. They were limited um, where they could travel. Um, uh, when they were on ships, they were basically on puddle jumpers. All right. Um, there were commerce ships that were more suited for large cargo ships of their day. But most of their traveling was over lakes and, and large ponds and and, 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 and and large streams and large larger bodies of water, all right? Um, um, some seas, the Mediterranean Sea. These are, it's called a sea, but um, sea and ocean, those, those designations are, are really determined by what land they're attached to, not by the size. All right, you have the Indian Ocean, you know, and then you have the Black Sea. All right, it's really determined by how much land is around them. That's that designation. Um, so, so what Paul is saying is, is um, as much as we know, as much, as far as our influence goes, 
that's to us, that's our world. All right, that's our that's our power of influence. Uh, the Western version said sphere. Sphere is circle. All right, it's what's inside that circle. All right, a circle of influence. Just a little FYI there. All right. Now that's verse seven. Let me go back to the West version, and then I'll then I'll vacillate back and forth. I'll go back and forth uh, between the um, the West version and the King James. Verse seven. Even as you learned from Ephesus, the beloved, our fellow bond slave, who is faithful on your behalf as a servant of Christ, who also declared to us your love in the sphere of the Spirit. There's the word sphere again. Verse 9. Who also declared to us your love in the sphere of the Spirit. All right, the influence of the Spirit. Verse 9. Here's where I really want to... I, just, I read verse, verses, the previous verses to give us context of the passage. I really want to hang my hat on verses 9 through, I believe, 13. Because of this, everything that we read, verses 1 through 8... Because of this, we also, from the day we heard, do not cease on behalf of you offering our petitions and presenting our definite request that you might be filled with the advanced and perfect experiential knowledge of his will in the sphere of every kind of wisdom and intelligence which is spiritual. Whew, take a breath if you're reading that along with me, because that was a mouthful. I'm going to read it one more time, then we're going to read the King James, all right? I took a minute in verse 1, when Paul calls himself an ambassador or an apostle, same, same meetings, all right? By the will of God, he is an ambassador. He is a spokesperson by the will of God for the people that call Jesus Christ their Lord and Savior. All right? Ushering in and teaching the kingdom of God as opposed to the kingdom of men. The banking system is not the kingdom of God. It's the kingdom of men. The entertainment system is not the kingdom of God is the kingdom of man. I'm going to be sending a video, probably, I'll probably do it tomorrow, of uh, Will Smith and, uh, and uh, Denzel Washington. Denzel Washington was being interviewed and, uh, by Oprah. And Oprah asked him, you, when, you, when, you, when you act, it's as if you are that person. And Denzel Washington literally said, I channel that character, that person, especially if I'm paying, playing a, a real-life person um, like Malcolm X. I ask Malcolm's spirit to come into me and speak for me so that I am no longer Denzel. I am Malcolm X. All right? A king did this. King Saul, he went to the... King, he went to a, the witch of Endor, 
and asked her to bring up the spirit, uh, a spirit. And when she realized it was King Saul, uh, she stopped, but it was too late. And the Bible says at that time, the spirit, the kingdom of Israel had been ripped from King Saul because he couldn't trust God. He conjured up another spirit. And so in this interview, in the, I'm, I'm going to send it to our leaders. I'm going to send it to everyone. It, it, you watch it. It's, you should watch it. It's When we watch Hollywood, I've been telling y'all for a while, I'm watching less and less television and, and just pulling away from these things. And and so when Will Smith went to was was uh, accepted to play Muhammad Ali, he called Denzel, and he said, "Man, I'm so impressed how when you played Malcolm X." He said, "What advice do you have? Out of all of the acting classes, out of all of the experience that Denzel Washington has in acting, here's the advice that he gave Will Smith." And Riveting performance, Will Smith as Muhammad Ali. He said, go to my, have you met Muhammad Ali? He said, no. He said, fly out and meet Muhammad Ali and pray with Muhammad Ali and pray that his spirit, his soul come into you and overtake you and that your Will Smith's body but the words that come out of your mouth are Muhammad Ali. And it's all through Hollywood. I'm uncovering some stuff that I almost, want, I almost really don't want to share um, because, you know, it'll, it'll just, it, it, I, I am and I will because I've never been afraid and I've never shied from exposing industries. All right. Um, um, uh, uh, up until the 60s and 70s, it was normal for a man in a movie to slap a woman. Look at the films of the 30s and 40s and 50s. It was nothing for a man. She was hysterical, and it was nothing. It was nothing for a man, for an actor, in, in the course of the film, written into the script, to slap his, his, his female counterpart. All right? All right. It was often thought that because of the the uh, biological or the or the reproductive organs of a woman, that uh, that when she was hysterical, it was because of a hormonal imbalance, a female hormonal imbalance. All right. And so we're learning tonight. We're learning. This is Bible study. So the word hysteria. All right. Be hysterical. Well. What is a very popular and sometimes needed operation to remove some or all of the reproductive organs of a female? And what is the name of that operation? Let me give about 10 seconds. I'm not gonna... A hysterectomy. What does a hyster what does the term hysterectomy have to do with a female's reproductive organs? But in a male dominated world, met even now medically speaking, uh, to 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 uh, um, uh, oftentimes performed uh, 
um, during a woman's um, um, when she stops menstruating. All right, there's a term for it that it's just escapes me right now. All right, and the the physical and physiological changes that often take place. All right, during this during this period of time, right, and to balance this, the medical community's response in times past was to remove part or all of a woman's sexual organs to stop her from being hysterical. And so the procedure is called a hysterectomy. Saints, some, if we don't learn and if we're not looking and, and understanding even words that we're saying, we, we don't even know what we're saying. And that's what I started this with the term etymology. Etymology is the study and the history and the original usage of words. All right? That's where the term and the procedure hysterectomy comes from. All right? Uh, how do we get there? All right. Let me read verse 9 again in the Western Version. Because of this, we also, from the day we heard, do not cease on behalf of you, offering our petitions or our prayers and presenting our definite request that you might be filled. Listen to this. Paul says, from the day I heard of your conversion, from the day I heard of your transformation, from the day that I heard that you were putting a priority on the kingdom of God and instead of the kingdoms of this world, the day that me and Timothy, the day that we heard my son Timothy, the day that we got word that you were more interested in the fruits of the Spirit than you were the works of the flesh. The moment we understood that you want to be more spiritually inclined to God than, than, than more focused on pleasing your flesh, he said, we started praying for y'all. You became the focus of our prayers. Now, Paul, I'm being beat. I'm having stones thrown at me. I'm being whooped. I'm the bottom of my feet are being beat. I've been in prison. But guess what? I'm so excited for you, King's Healing Room. No matter what happens. <laughs> no, 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 no. When, when Mother Hill's not listening in church, I'll, I'll tell you about this finger here. All right. I had an operation, but didn't have an operation. But the same thing was done without an operation. And, 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 and you want to have your big boy pants and your big girl dress on when I tell that story because it's, it, 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 ran, it ran Ella Jones. I showed him something, and it, it ran Ella Jones out of the apartment like it was on fire. And um, I, I guess, Ella Jones, I apologize. I, I, that, that was the wrong move to make. All right. Because I'm not... I'm not placing myself on the level of St. Paul. I'm not even, oh my gosh, no, no. But, but by the will of God, I don't use this term. We're, we're good enough with the pastor and bishop. But there is apostleship in me, all right? And, and according to God's will, I'm not comparing to anybody else. I'm just healed all day long. I'm just healed. You're who you are. Paul is, St. Paul is who he was, all right? But... In that role of apostleship as an ambassador, all right, once again, what? Preaching and teaching the kingdom of God to believers that are 
in the, in the world, but not of the world. Preaching gifts of the Spirit, fruits of the Spirit, versus the works of the flesh. Preaching salvation versus carnality. Preaching sound doctrine versus lies, which are from Satan, who is the father of lies and deception. So listen to what Paul says. From the time we heard about y'all come up, y'all on the come up, you're hungry, you're thirsty, you're hungry for the word of God, you want to know. Listen to what Paul said. I'm not praying for finances. I'm not praying for miracles. I'm not praying for signs and wonders. Christ himself never preached miracles. Christ himself never told you sign, preached signs and wonders. He just told you what they were. This is very key. Some of y'all need to write this down when we're asking God for miracles. Miracles and signs and wonders are a cause. of a, they're, 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 they're a cause and effect. All right? The cause is us giving our lives to Christ. The effect of that call is sometimes miracles. Sometimes signs and wonders, sometimes prophecy. But if you never prophesied or never prophesied, if you never received a miracle or, or through your hands performed a miracle, if you never saw a sign and a wonder or God used you to sign and a wonder, are you, are you all of a sudden not saved now? Are you no longer a child of God? You're a child of God no matter what. These things happen within the kingdom of God according to the will of God. So St. Paul, yeah, yeah, we're going to have to go back. Y'all have to go back and listen to this two or three times. This is a chock full of information here. We also, from the day we heard, do not cease on behalf of you offering our petitions, all right, our specific, uh, specific requests, and presenting our definite requests that you might be filled, one, with the advanced and perfect experiential knowledge of his will in the sphere, in the atmosphere, within the confines of every kind of wisdom and intelligence, which is spiritual. Salvation, health, intelligence, finance, technology. When I tell you that shift is at the core of everything the King's Healing Room does and represents, I'm telling you that the shift represents the core of everything that we do. Let me read, let me read the, uh, the King James of verse 9. For this cause, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will, God's will, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. We pray our desire, our request to the Lord is that you will be filled with the knowledge of his, God's will. What did Paul start out with? With verse 1, I, Paul, an ambassador, an apostle, by the will of God. Paul says, the first thing I'm praying for y'all 
is not new cars, not to come out of debt, not to get, not to get, you know, not, not to get a new MasterCard, not to get a new Visa card, not for your child to go to private school, not for you to get bling bling, not for you to be healed, not for peace in your marriage. Yes, those are prayers and requests, but he said, first and foremost, if you're not, if you don't get what I'm praying here now, then everything else is a crapshoot. Everything else is Vegas. Everything else is gambling. You, you, you throw on the dice waiting for snake eyes to come up. Double sixes, one and one, two and two. Oh, I'm not a gambler, but I, you know, you, just, you see movies and stuff and people throwing dice, snake eyes. Each dice comes up with one dot, one, one, snake eyes. And I think six and six, 12, I think that's kind of like the pinnacle, like you hit the jackpot. Confetti comes down from the ceiling. Listen, Paul said, hold on to all of that stuff. Keep it in your pocket because you can pray those prayers. And of course, God wants your marriage to be complete. Of course, God wants a man to be faithful to his wife and a wife to be faithful to his husband. Of, of course, God doesn't want us to fornicate. Of, of course, God wants us, wants us to, whether we're attracted or not, God wants us to be faithful and discipline our flesh to, to sexually interact with, with opposite sex. Of, 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 of course, God wants us to love our neighbor as ourselves. Of course, God wants us to love God with us, with all our heart, mind, body, and soul. Of course, God wants us, Deuteronomy, the 15th chapter. Which tells, which is the, which is the de facto outline on how God wants us to interact with strangers and the poor in the land. Two or three times, He says, "The poor shall always be among you." So just, just deal with it, because the poor is always going. There's always going to be somebody on, on on a corner with a sign. We'll work for food. There's always going to be heap a need for heap. There's always going to be a heap. There's always going to be a need for assistance for. For to keep to keep utilities on, and God said, "I want my Christians to play a part in the benevolence and the help of the poor that are will always be among you." Of course, God wants these things, but without Christ, without this first prayer, feeding the poor will always depend on you eating first. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Nine times out of ten. You're not going to give to someone else when you don't have. I'm going to the mall. It's Christmas. I'm going to buy my refrigerator. I, 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 got, I had to buy, I had to buy a, I'm, I'm saying, a person I'm saying, you know, uh, a family had to, uh, uh, you know, how many families have to buy a, a, a floor freezer that, that's in the basement or that's in the garage? Because they simply don't have enough room in their freezers, in their refrigerators. That's how much food they have. But on their way to the mall to buy Christmas presents for a fake holiday, for a marketing holiday, and that's really all Christmas is. Christ wasn't even born in December. He was born in March or April. He wasn't even born in, he wasn't even born in December. All right? The, 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 the fir trees that we use are not even found in the Mediterranean. They're, they're originally from, they're a Germanic. Uh, tree from German and Germany and that that part of of, of of Europe. All right. So the time and even the trees that we use aren't even <laughs> none of them are found anywhere when we talk about Christ. But we celebrate it. 
But there could be somebody as soon as you get off the exit of 81 to go to go to New Destiny Mall. Well, in, in yourself, oh, I really feel sorry for you. But in my mind, let me go in here and buy these presents. And if I have something left over and you're still here, then we'll, 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 we're going to get you something. Can, can, can you see the thinking in that? Can, 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 you, can you? So, of course, these are prayers that we should be praying. But Paul is saying, if you don't get this down, if you don't come to the understanding that my prayer for you, this is so important, that you find yourself in the will of God, filled with the knowledge of God, I'm sorry, filled with the knowledge of God's will, filled with the knowledge of his will, of God's will, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Just the, 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 uh, The uh, Greek, the Strong's uh, Greek Dictionary for Will. I'm reading it right from Strong's Dictionary. To will. Uh, no, hold on a minute. Let me, let me, um, let me do this. Let me get a little something that's a little more palatable. Choice. Specifically, a purpose. A decree. Abstractly, uh, volition, as in a career. All right? It's God's will that I pastor. All right? Uh, or passively, an inclination. I have an idea. I'm kind of thinking that maybe God wants me to be an ambassador. Someone called me, and um, a very good friend for a long time, and she called me, and and, um, and uh, she said, I, I want to be a woman of God. And I asked her some questions, and and, and she called me for advice. And, um, and, and I said, well, what makes you want, what am I saying? What do you think wills you? What do you think is pushing you to have these thoughts, these desires? inclination, a desire, overwhelming desire, all right? Uh, uh, um, here's some words that are uh, used. Uh, desire, pleasure, do God's pleasure. What one wishes or has determined shall be done. So when Paul says, uh, my prayer for you, is that you be full, you be filled with the knowledge of God's will. Well, what is God's will? It's what he wishes or has already predetermined shall already be done in your life. So when people say, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what my, what am I here on earth for? Well, Paul just gave you the, Paul just, just gave you the answer. I, I have a different tactic. I'll ask people questions like, Keith, you heard before. What would you do for free? Write it down. All right? And then secondly, what would you do that costs you something? Like you'll have to pay for, like arts and crafts. We have teachers across the country. It's a huge thing now. 
It's a huge, huge thing where we have teachers, um, uh, especially uh, uh, school-age teachers, 12th grade and down, that out of their meager salary, out of their meager salaries are already underpaid, they are buying school supplies and projects out of their own pocket because of school budgets. All right. Their passion, their calling, their vocation, what they believe is the will of whatever they believe is the power controlling their lives that they've been called to teach. And they are so sure of their calling that not only will they do it for free, work after school, work with a student after school, work with a parent on out school hours, but they'll actually take their meager paycheck. All right. That goes to run their household pay for their kids' lifestyle, and buy school supplies because the school budgets don't have it or won't, or won't give it. Third question I ask is what will you actually pay for the opportunity to do? So number one, what will you do for free? Number two, what will you do that might cost you something? And then number three, what will you write out pay, like an hourly wage for the opportunity to do? All right, let me give you an example. I love drumming. I love live music. I have such a passion for it and a calling to it. All right. So when I play drums for free for a night for a band and they say, yeah, would you sit in for us? But, you know, we, we you know, we uh, uh, we didn't know we weren't going to be at uh, paying. I said, yeah, man, I'll sit in for free, man. I'm, I'm so excited. I'll play for free. And I don't mean in church where that's expected. I mean, like, you know, jazz club or you know, out, whatever, whatever, uh, 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 municipal event, you know, Veterans Day or something downtown, and right? Then number two, well, we, not only can we, you have to do it for free, but we don't have drumsticks, or, oh, wait a minute, give me 15 minutes, uh, I'm going to call Ella Jones, I'm going to call somebody, say, uh, call Brother Jamar, will you go by the, uh, uh, will you go by the drum store, uh, Guitar Center, Brother James, and pick me up some drumsticks, I'll cash you after you. So now, number one, I'm willing to play for free. Number two, I'm willing to play for pay. It might cost me something. And then here's the third one. Do I love this enough for this opportunity that I will actually pay what the drummer who couldn't make it, what his pay was, I'll actually pay it. Well, we're going to go to another drummer because we know he'll do it for free. I'm like, no, what was his pay? Uh, you know, he gets 300 a night. I'll give you $300. Are you serious? Not only are we not paying you, not only are you buying your own drumsticks, you're just going to play for one night, but now you're willing to pay his pay just for you can play? Yes, because this is the will of my life. This is my purpose. This is what I'm designed to do. I hope that gave some insight in what we call sacrifices for I'm going to say everyone in the fivefold ministry. All right? Of the purpose of God to bless mankind through Christ. That's God's will. Of what God, of what God wishes to be done by us, you and I. That's God's will. Commands, precepts, to choice, and, and it goes on and on. I, I think you get, when we talk about will, what God wills. When God wills something, he's not asking the question, will you pastor, please? Will you feed the poor? Please, pretty please, with sugar on top. Oh, 
Oh, if, if, if you just love your neighbor like yourself, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get you a strawberry shortcake. Oh, 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 you like banana splits? I'll get you a banana split with, with, uh, um, uh, with, with, with homegrown bananas and, and, and dairy-free ice cream. If, if you'll just do, if you just do my will. We become servants, we become slaves, we become ambassadors, we become spokespersons for God when we give our lives to Christ. And Paul is saying the quicker you understand that, the quicker you become filled with the knowledge of God's will for your life, all right, and, and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Now, I picked the West version back in the summer. I broke down these three words, wisdom, wisdom knowledge and understanding and i'm not going to do that now we went through that for about three or four weeks all right wisdom knowledge understanding wisdom knowledge understanding wisdom knowledge understanding the proper order is knowledge you can have knowledge and do nothing with it all right understanding all right and then wisdom all right knowledge you seek all right all right uh uh uh, uh um uh, understanding is knowledge is knowledge that you unpack, that you unfold, all right? And wisdom is when and where and how and who to use it with, all right? Let's read the West version of verse 9 again. Because of this, we also, from the day we heard, do not cease on behalf of you offering our petitions and presenting our definite request that you might be filled with the advanced and perfect experiential knowledge what is experiential? Comes from the word experience. All right? Some things you're going to experience, I'm going to get back to the word again. Some things you experience, it's not even for you. And we, we spent five years getting over things that happened to us, but it didn't happen for you. It happened so that you can better understand the will and purpose that God has for your life. So why is Hill one of the happiest people that you ever want to run across? It's confounding to some people. It's literally confounding why I'm so happy, why I have so much joy. And there's, there's, there's billions just like me. I just happen to be in your sphere of influence. I just happen to be in your environment that you have access to. Because I've begun some years ago and every day more and more tap into. Hill, it's not even about you. Every time... They tell you to count, 10, 10, 10, count to 10 backwards. By the time you get to 8, you're out. And you're on that operating table in that cold operating room. Whatever operation is, whatever procedure. I know it's not about me. If it was about me, I wouldn't be alive. I wouldn't be here. Guess what? Some of the stuff you've been through, you wouldn't be here. Some of us had a bullet with your name literally on it. But God said, no, because he... And she came into the world for my will, not for the will of Satan. Satan's will is to kill, steal, and destroy. But God, but, but God said, I sent my son that to fulfill my will, that you should have life. And not just life, but life more abundantly. Part of that abundant life is the experiences of life. Some are great. Some are awesome. Some are terribly awesome. Some are terribly great. I've snipped two umbilical cords. Three umbilical cords and watched four births. I, well, yeah, I've watched four births, snipped three umbilical cords. 
Brian Jr., Jared, and Evan. Crystal was born before cell phones, 1984. Trish was in the mall with the sister Lynette when, when that time came. All right, this little water thing happened. And by the time I got the call, uh, uh, Kiki was here. All right. But technology, we, 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 we catch things in real time. And then Evan, I, cut, I was in the birthing room. Uh, my sister Terry, Teresa, Terry and I were in the birthing room with Crystal when she birthed Evan. And I got to uncut, I got to cut his, umbilic uh, his umbilical cord. Um, these are great experiences. Oh my gosh. Great experiences. But then our family just had a horrible experience that and it'll, it'll never leave us. It'll always be with us concerning our firstborn. Life is full of experiences. And in the, in the West version, it uses the word experiential knowledge, just not knowledge. But God said, it is my will. That hill, you're gonna to have to go through, you're gonna to have to experience some things, and you can't just forget about it. I'm my it is my will that it becomes knowledge to you that you can use it for wisdom and understanding to be a blessing in the kingdom of God for those that are in the kingdom of God and those that are ready to come in from the kingdoms of the world, according to Revelation 11 and 15, that are coming into this marvelous light, like our family members. All right, first Sunday, this month God said, pick at least one person who you want to come into the kingdom of God. Part of what's going to help those people make the transitions from the kingdoms of the world into the kingdom of God's dear son is going to be your how you're going to be able to share your experiences in life, in light, in light of God's grace is the only thing that kept your mind, the only thing that kept you sane, the only thing that's, oh, this is sensitive here, the only thing that stopped you from putting a gun to your head, the only thing that stopped you from, 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 from taking those, that bottle of pills at night and leaving a note, the only thing that stopped you from walking out of your house and leaving your wife and leaving your children, the only thing that stopped you from walking out the house and leaving your husband and leaving your family. The only thing that stopped you from committing yourself. The only thing that caused you to stop from walking away from the Lord. Whew. I'm getting, I'm getting a little riled up. I'm getting a little riled up. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> Excuse me. Thank you, Lord. That you might be filled with the advanced, advanced. All right? Ad means before, vance means to move. Van, van means to move. Why would you buy a van? Put a whole bunch of stuff in and move it. You don't buy a van to look at it. Ad means before, all right? Vance means to move, advanced age. They have moved up in age. All right? And since the context is the knowledge of God's will, God, Paul says, I'm praying that you have advanced and perfect or whole, whole, not perfect as in without fault, but perfect as in mature. So it should read advanced and mature experiential knowledge of his will, not of 
Not of miracles. Let me tell you about the miracles that God will. Well, that, why, you know, not, God's not going to do a miracle. That, it's not guaranteed that God's going to do a miracle for that person. There are a whole lot of people that have been healed in their physical body of cancer, of spina bifida, of tumors, of whatever a physical illness or ailment is. And whoever else is on that floor in that hospital, they didn't get healed. How do we know that there's not other Christians on that same floor in that same cancer ward, in that same dialysis unit, in that same chemo treatment unit, and you get up and walk out healed, shouting and dancing, and someone two stations over is like, well, I, I just prayed this morning to be healed. I have just as much faith as you do. That you might be filled with the advanced and, and mature experiential knowledge of God's will in the context, in the sphere or in the context of every good, of every kind of wisdom and intelligence, which is spiritual. Nothing carnal. Nothing secular. Yeah, you're a fighter person. You go to school for that. You want to be a doctor? You go to med school. You want to be a lawyer? You go to law school. You want to be an architect? You go to architect school. All right? According to Fred Sanford, if you want to be a big dummy, then you go to big dummy school. Joe, just kind of lighten the mood here. Verse 10, King James. That ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Are you getting a theme here? In order, in order to be, uh, in, in order uh, 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 um, to produce good work, you have to constantly increase in the knowledge of God. The what's version of verse 10 says, so that you may order your behavior worthily of the Lord with a view to pleasing him in everything, in every work which is good, constantly bearing fruit and increasing by means of the advanced and perfect experiential knowledge of God. We need more money. What an easy trap it is to fall into. Start working overtime. Take on a second shift. Pastor, I enjoyed Bible study, but you know, this happened, that happened, and I'm, I'm, and I'm working overtime. I'm taking another shift, so uh, I can't attend Bible study right now. Now, I'm, I'm not in your house, and I'm not, I'm not telling you not to. But along with that, at least say, Lord, I'm giving this 90 days. I'm giving this 30 days. I'm going to invest more time then that six hours overtime, that four hours overtime, I'm going to double that with my eyes and my hands turning pages and reading your scripture. Because the more I increase in, your, in, in the knowledge of your will and the experiences of life, the more I understand that, you know what, God, you brought me out 10 other times. This financial emergency didn't come out, I didn't plan it, I didn't. I wouldn't prepare for it, but Lord, you brought me out every time. That's experiential knowledge. But sometimes, saints, we trip 
and we act like this is the first we act like it's Groundhog's Day. Like every time an emergency happens, like it's never happened. Oh, it's, I don't know nothing about birthing no baby. How's I going to make it through this? How's I going to come out? Oh, they're going to take our houses. They're going, ooh, Lord, it's over. We, how's we going to make it? Well, how did you make it last time? How did you make it the time before that? The Bible says God reigns on the just and the unjust. There's a saying in the world, good things happen to bad people and bad things happen to good people. Why, why, why are mobsters walking around with, with $6,000 in a wad with a rubber, with a, with a rubber band around it and, 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 and we don't have lunch money for tomorrow? And then why do some Christians, no education or nothing, God just willed them to be wealthy. God just willed them to be a distributor of wealth. God built them and designed them to be trusted, to take large portions of their income and share it. There's a gentleman in Detroit in the uh, 50s. He opened up a car dealership, Caucasian Christian. And uh, he opened up a car dealership. And uh, he had gone to a hotel, and there was a Bible in the hotel. And then he went to another hotel, and we know the Gideon's Bible, and there was a, there was a Bible in, in, the, in the hotel. And, and, uh, and so he got to thinking over a couple of years, and he said, well, if that hotel is not a shame to spread the gospel, then why should I? So the name of the book, it's, it's an old book, it's a, it's a grand old book, it's called God is My Boss. It's either God is my employer or God is my boss, quote-unquote. The book is 50, 60 years old and, um, and uh, probably 70 years old. And he started, it was his dealership, he started putting a King James Bible in the glove compartment of every car that was purchased. Uh, some dealers, you know, you purchase a car and they'll fill up the tank or you get a free oil change. The next oil change is free. Well, he put a Bible, a King James Bible, in the glove compartment of every car. I don't know if he witnessed more. I don't know if he spoke in tongues on the job. And, and you know, I don't know. But the book's now wasn't about that. The book was, if a hotel, if a national hotel chain is not ashamed of the gospel, then why should I be ashamed of the gospel? And I'm selling cars to one little city, one little town in, 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 in uh, Detroit. Within a year, he became, I, I, I'm not, I, I read the book, I, I read the book years ago, so, um, so we'll, we'll just, it might be, it may be a, a hyperbole, but um, uh, it may be a little, a little uh, 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 hyperextending the truth, but the truth is in there. But let's just say he, become, he became, within a year, one of the top three, top five dealerships in America. And the only thing he did different was obey the will of God. God gave him the experience of seeing Bibles in hotels. And let's let you know we're all adults. Let's let's you know Stephen A. Smith. Let's be very very clear. All right, everybody in the hotel room is not on a family vacation. All right, some hotels you use for three hours. All right, or an hour, or six hours. All right, all right. 
So hotels, drug deals go down in hotels, mobs, mobsters, gangsters use hotels. A lot of stuff happens in hotel rooms. Illicit sex arrangements, clandestine sexual arrangements happen in hotel rooms, murders happen in hotel rooms, slandering, all right, wiretapping, all right, law enforcement, you're in one room, they're in the, they're in the next hotel room with microphones. A lot of stuff happens in hotel rooms. And he was like, wow, of all the crazy stuff that happens in hotel rooms, they're not ashamed to put a Bible in it? And I know what I stand for? And I'm, I may sell five cars a week, ten cars a week? Oh, no. He started putting a Bible in, in the glove compartment. Didn't ask the people. Didn't ask them. Just put it in there. The testimonies that started to come forth years later. That, that, that Bible started me on a path. Long trips. First thing you buy a car. What's one of the first things many families do? All right, let's go for a road trip. Kids are bored in the car. You know, going into the country. Oh, look at this. There's, there's a Bible in here. You look for the map. There's a Bible in here. Ah, we, we got something to read. Boom. Now God is being exposed. Verse 11. Is this good stuff? Is this good stuff, saints? I'm going to read the uh, King James, verse 12. What time is it? Oh, my gosh. Time's fly, time, time truly flies when you're having fun. Giving thanks unto the Father. Listen to this. Which hath made us meet. M-E-E-T. Remember our prayer that we just opened up with? Lord, qualify and equip. The word meet is an archaic word, old English word, that means to qualify. All right, so 150 years ago, someone may say, are you meat for this job? Not M-E-A-T, meat that you eat. Are you M-E-E-T, are you meat for this position? That means, are you qualified for this position? Do you have the, the requisite equipment? All right, I lived on Crowley Street in the early 80s. And... And uh, and uh, it was a four-unit apartment building, and and I was single, and uh, and a, a, a brother moved in, in in one of the apartments, and one day, Saturday morning. I won't tell you what I did on Friday night, but I was un I was an unsaved single, bruh, in the hood, with char walls right down the street. So, you know, you can kind of come to your own conclusion. All right? I'm, I'm zonked. I'm not even counting cows. I'm not, I'm just slobbing. I'm just, and I start hearing this building shaking. I'm like, what kind of dream? What, what did you smoke last night? Excuse me, Mother Hill. I'm like, man, did somebody put something in your drink? I literally, I'm like, what's, what's going on? And, 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 uh, and, um, and uh, by choice, I didn't have a box spring, you know, because when you're 10, it's like, wouldn't it be great to just roll off the bed, just roll on the floor and, and just spend 10 minutes on the floor until you get up. So, 
So on purpose, uh, talking about Doug and Bright, I bought a whole, I bought a whole, oh, I furnished my entire apartment, bedroom, uh, and I uh, had a two-bedroom apartment, one bedroom and living room and everything with Duncan Bright. All right, furnished the entire apartment. So I had furniture and I had, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do this now. Uh, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna roll out of bed and just roll on the floor because I'm grown. I can do that now. Well, what happens is you find out real quick that every vibration, everything comes through the floors right up through the bed. I get up, I lumber out of bed. I'm, I'm going to curse because I didn't cuss. I was about to tell another story. I'm about to like, what is going on? I come outside, I open the door, and I'm hit with dust everywhere. I'm like, I'm like what? I don't know if the place is out. Literally, this is an absolute true story. Just the way I'm telling you. I don't know if it's on fire. It's like 6 o'clock in the morning. I don't know if there's a fire. I don't know if there's a dust storm. I mean, I live in the hood. There's no dust storms. We don't live in Arabia. There, there's no. Long story short, his brother had gotten a job starting Monday morning for a construction company. And they asked him, do you know how to use a sandblaster? What they're asking him, are you meat? With a, with a sandblaster, are do you are you qualified to use this piece of equipment? Are you equipped to use it? And he said, "Yeah, sure," because he wanted a job. So the first thing he did, he went to Taylor Rental. They used to be on Erie Boulevard. I don't know where they are now, but Taylor Rental on Erie Boulevard, Erie Boulevard and and Bridge Street. And he rented a sandblaster. Remember what I told you about Will. Number one, what are you willing to do for free? What are you willing to to what what are you willing to to to, to make a sacrifice for? And number three, what are you willing to do at your own cost? What are you willing to pay for? So he he had never used one before. He rented it at his own cost. Got the trailer because they're big, and put some spray paint Friday night. I'm the building. I guess I was so nice when I came on Friday night. I didn't even see graffiti on the building. Once it dried, he got up Saturday morning, and he fired up. It was it was gas. So he fired. It was a gas motor. So it sounded like a lawnmower. And but it was that sand, that high pressure sand, hitting the side of the building at such a pressure as it was chipping off little pieces of brick. Mother Hill, you'll, you'll, you'll remember that. You and Mama used to come get me for Bible study. All right, Sister Linda at that time, uh, uh, she, she, would, she, would, she, she lived right across the hall from me. We, me, me and Sister Linda lived, we lived right across the hall from each other. All right, and uh, DJ and uh, Angel. All right, and, 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 uh, and so I'm like, turn that off. You know, I'm in my skivvies and I'm like, you know, this is when I had a three and a half pack. You know, <laughs> so man, what, what are you doing? And when he explained it, briefly explained it, man, I shook. I gave him like a brother's handshake. I said, man, I just learned something. Now I'm I'm 21, 22, 20, 22, 23 years old. I'm like, wow. I said, I never would have thought to do something like that. He's like, yeah, I didn't either. But I'm like, I needed that job. But if I had showed up Monday without the experience that I told him I had, not only would I have been let go, but I wouldn't have been able to use them as a reference.
So I, I, so I bought this at my, I, I, I rented this at my own cost. I got to take it back tomorrow. And, and I just used the side of the building. There was about 18 pounds of sand all around the, all around the front of the building in the driveway, in, in front of the door. And I'll never forget that story. That's experiential knowledge. That is the application of wisdom. Now, it is God's will that every man should work. I just read last Sunday, was it this past Sunday, that if a man doesn't work, a man shouldn't eat. Paul told, Paul told in, I think it's 1 Thessalonians, if a man doesn't work willingly, you know, without any health issues or mental, if there's not a specific reason, you're on disability or, or you know, whatever, whatever, you know. But if you're able to work and jobs are available and he won't work, don't feed him. Don't even put a spoon to his mouth. So it is God's will that especially every male work. You can work smart, you can work hard. You can dig a ditch for a living, or you can own the shovel company that, that, the, that the ditch digger uses to dig the ditch, or you can own the land that the shovel company owner sells the shovel to the ditch digger who's digging the ditch on your land. Now, one, the ditch digger works hard, all right? The, 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 the owner of the shovel company uh, uh, works wisdom, all right, and uh, works smart, uh, advantageously taking advantage, and the landowner is the smartest of them all. All right, he's in the best sleep. All right, the ditch digger's working, the shovel runner, and he's the one making the profit from it all. Imagine a scenario like that where we actually learn things of the will of God for our lives. Giving thanks to the Father who qualified you for the portion of the share of the inheritance of the saints in the sphere or in the uh, context of the light. Listen to this. Who delivered us out of the tyrannical rule of the darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of the Son of His love, in whom fourteen we have, we are having our liberties procured or garnered by the payment of ransom, the putting away of our sins. I'm going to read verse twelve, thirteen, and fourteen in the King James, giving thanks unto the Father, which have made us meet once again. All right, equipped us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints of light. Verse 13, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of our of his dear son. Verse 14, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. I'm going to... going to take the word transferred and and the the website I gave you I'm going to 
give you the etymology of the word translated. All right, translated is past tense, translate. Let me give you the, the, the verb. Translate is a verb, all right? It's movement, it's action, translate, all right? Do we have time? We have 10 minutes. Do, do we have time? We good? Early 14th century. To remove from one place to another. Translate. To move from one place to another. What did the King James Version of verse... What did the King James Version of verse uh, uh, 13 say, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness. The West Version says in 13, who delivered us out of the tyrannical rule of the darkness and transferred, use the word transfer, but let's stay with the word translate. All right? All right? When we, the, when we read translated versions of the King James, it is taking the same word and translating it. And, and the words may be different to a word, uh, uh, but translating it into this language, etymology, the study and history of languages. All right. Uh, transliteration. All right. Translation. All right. Trans bathroom in America. Once again, Mother Hill going to... Uh, going to Italy, going to Rome, all right? Uh, uh, coffee. Well, you don't say coffee. I don't know what the word coffee is, in, uh, um, but let's find out. Hey, Siri, how do you say coffee in Italian? In Italian, coffee is caffè. Hey, Siri, how do you say coffee in Italian? In Italian, coffee is caffè. All right, it's, it's coming up on on my speaker over there. Um, uh. All right, I'm gonna try it one more time. Hey Siri, what is coffee in Italian? Coffee is caffè. Okay. That's translation. Coffee in Italian is caffè. And it's spelled C-A-F-E with a backwards apostrophe. All right? And it makes sense that you go into a caffè. All right? So that's an Italian, that's, like, that's where coffee is served. It's called a caffè. And we have this, and we still have this here today. Let's try this. I haven't tried this before, but let's try this again. Hey Siri, what is the transliteration of coffee in Italian? In Italian, the transliteration of coffee is La trasliterazione del caffè. Translation is the exact same word spoken in another language. Transliteration is what it literally means in any language. Let's do this exercise one more time. Hey Siri, what is, translate coffee in Italian. In Italian, translate coffee is, traduci il caffè. 
All right. Do we get the picture? We're, we're, we're running out of time. All right. To remove from one place to another. Also, to turn from one language to another. From Old French transla translator and directly from Latin translatorus or carried over. Serving as past participle of transferé to bring, to bring over, carry over. All right. Now, let's look at some. Okay, so trans, fur, two syllables, trans and fur. We've talked about this so much, but in, in the world of, of, uh, of uh, by, their own, by their own desire uh, to, to be called uh, queer now is a general term that the gay community has, the, the LBGTQ community plus has embraced, all right? Trans means to carry over, all right? Vestite, transvestite, trans, vest, vest means clothes. Hey, you got a vest on today. You got clothes. Yeah, this is my vestments. It's an old English term you see it in the Bible, vestments. The priest had vestments. Trans, vestments. It means when a woman dresses as a man, not just because a woman can't wear pants, but want, wanting you to, 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 to convey to you that I feel I am a man, so I dress like a man. All right? Transvestite. All right? Trans, all right? Word forming element meaning across, beyond, through, on the other side. Transportation, all right? Transcontinental, to cross, to cross over continents, all right? To go beyond, from Latin trans, across, over, beyond, perhaps. Perhaps originally uh, a present uh, participle of a verb, uh, Trayer, and it goes down. Um, uh, training, we get all these words, meaning to cross. All right? Now, here's where we get into. Um, uh, uh, cross over, pass through, overcome, in chemical, in chemical use, indicating a compound in which two characteristic groups are situated on opposite sides of an axis of a molecule. All right? Um, and there's some other things. So, so trans, when you talk about translate, all right, uh, 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 trans means to cross over. Latian comes from, uh, is, is a root word for nations or language. So it means to cross over languages, okay? Time is really escaping us. I wanted to get into some more words here, but time just doesn't permit um, so we're going to, we're going to wrap this up for tonight. Giving thanks unto the Father who, which has made us meet or who has equipped us uh, 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 um, to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints of light, who have delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us, 
caused us to cross over from one kingdom out of the kingdom he delivered us out of by he delivered us out of darkness just like God delivered Egypt out of uh, delivered the children of Israel out of Egypt which represents bondage and Moses was the apostle or the ambassador that represented the kingdom of God delivering the children of Israel out of the tyrannical rule and power of Pharaoh and Egypt into freedom. God said, I, my will, let me wrap this up. My will is to, is to first deliver you from darkness because like the children of Israel, they, they were brought out of, out of Egypt, but they weren't delivered from Egypt. How do you know, pastor? Because they got in the wilderness and they said, take us back because of the onions and the watermelons and the Panera bread and the paninis. Ah, and the orange juice, and the okra, and the corn, and the cornbread, and the spaghetti, and the Italian bread, and the big fat juicy cheeseburgers, American cheese, goat cheese, Swiss cheese, whatever cheese you want on it. They were brought out of Egypt, but they weren't delivered from Egypt. It took 40 years wandering on a six-day journey to get to be delivered from Egypt. God said, I'm going to deliver you from bondage in an instant or a lifetime to transfer you or translate you to prepare you so that you will be part of the inheritance of the children of light. Woo! Ew, this is so good. Verse 13, we're going to wrap it up. 14, in whom we have, oh, oh my gosh, let me, 12 and 13, let's lay our heads on that because I'm so excited and our time is, our time is, is escaping us. Oh, this is a Brittany cafe, this is a Brittany, yeah, that's right, cafe, we went to a cafe today, didn't we? Cafe Starbucks, watch this, watch this. Hey Siri, how do you say cap how do you say Starbucks in Italian? In Italian, Starbucks is Starbucks. Hey Siri, how do you say Starbucks in Italian? In Italian, Starbucks is Starbucks. Oh, so now you get jiggy with it. Starbucks. Starbucks. All right, so we went so Brittany, we went we went to the cafe known as Starbucks today. <laughs> Y'all like, Pastor, you must have had some Starbucks because you kind of high right now. I'm high on God. I'm high on his knowledge. I get geeked. I get geeked on his knowledge. Elder, Elder Carly Lacey was absolutely right a few weeks ago when she introduced me. I am a, I'm a knowledge geek. Let's wrap our, let's wrap our 12, 13. Giving thanks unto the Father, which has, let's read from the, uh, what's, let, let's, um, and if we go a few minutes over, 8 o'clock, please, please, please don't go anywhere. Please, 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 God rescued us, verse 13 through 14. God rescued us from dead-end alleys and dark 
dungeons. He set us up in the kingdom of the son he loved so much. The son who got us out of the pit we were in, got rid of the sins we were doomed to keep repeating. That's what Paul is saying. Get this knowledge. Understand this before you start asking for miracles. Understand this. Understand this before you pimp out God for 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 a new paycheck for a new. Um, that was a terrible. That was a terrible uh, a selection of words. But we we're just getting jiggy with it tonight. We're just kind of talking some truth tonight, because sometimes we use God like a slot machine. Sometimes we use God like God. Now you go out and make that money, yo. Go out and make that change. Don't come back empty-handed now. I'm going to be sitting here watching TV, not filling out applications, just expecting my rent to be paid. I'm going to eat any kind of food, not do what the doctor told me to keep my blood pressure down. Come on, God, do that thing. God is not a slot machine. God is not Vegas. You don't just come up three strawberries. It starts with a desire for the knowledge of God's will for your life and drilling even deeper to be even more granular, to desire and to, and to embrace, to embrace the experiences, good and bad, that happen in your lifetime that are caused by the path that God has you to go down to. So you begin to celebrate stuff. You begin to celebrate metal and plastic in your heart. You begin to celebrate. I'm just using, I'm just using my, I'm, I'm, I'm transparent. I'm just using myself. But you start inserting yourself. That divorce, that abortion, that, 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 that infidelity, that, that, that lie because uh, you're afraid you'd lose your job and a co-worker may have lost their job and you've been, you've, been, you've been dealing with that for 10 years and you just saw them last week in the grocery store and they're like, oh yeah, that was the best job I ever had. I don't know what happened. And it was because you didn't stand up. You didn't man up. You didn't woman up and tell the truth. I, I'm, I'm just shooting some stuff out there. Lord, repeat after me, Lord, qualify and equip my salvation, my health, my health, my intelligence, my intelligence, my finances, my finances, and my technologies. To morph or transfer or to cross over into tangible kingdom assets. An asset is something that's worth more than what you pay for it. That's all. That's why a car is not an asset. It's a deficit. And the house is an asset that you own, not that you rent. A house or property that you own. Even if you don't run it, it's still an asset and not a deficit. Lord, qualify and equip my shift, my salvation, my health, 
my intelligence or knowledge, my finances, and my technology to transfer or to morph into tangible. Well, what does the word tangible mean? We're going to be done in just a minute. Just a minute. word tangible. I, I use this word a lot. It's from the 1850s. Capable of being touched from French, tangible, and directly from late Latin, tangibilis. That may be touched, all right, from Latin, the word to touch. Um, um, here's the etymology of it. To touch, to handle, it is the sense of materials as intangible reward is first recorded in, in, the, in, in the 1610s, in the early 1600s, that of able to be realized or dealt with. All right. So tangible means untangible uh, is un, which means not. So if tangible is to be touched or to be realized, then untangible is not to be touched or not to be realized. Christ in, Col in, in Colossians, when you read the entire chapter of Colossians chapter 1, he, got, he says, I am the creator of all things visible and invisible. Visible is what's tangible. Un, un, in, un, in, uh, 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 invisible is what's intangible. It's there, but you can't touch it. A dream is intangible. It's there, but you can't touch it. It's not realized. Once you make that dream come to pass, it becomes tangible. Now you can touch it. To want a car, Sister Brittany, to want a certain type of car, to think about it, to dream about it, to have a vision for it is intangible. But the force can be just as real as if it's real. Once physical moves are made in the earth realm, all right, among the kingdom of men, now it be, that dream becomes tangible, and I just rode in your tangible dream today. All right? All right, the root word tag, all right, uh, which means to touch. What did we play as kids? All right, the root, the, the first part of the syllable of tangible is tag. All right, what did we play as kids? Tag. Oh, y'all, y'all so smart. All right. And the first one to be touch, touched was out, got tagged. Tangible means to touch, to be able to touch it. All right. I got a girlfriend. Where is she? Uh, the, the, the quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. I become Tayo because I tell you, because I've heard from her name. Well, when he was in college, I believe he was in Notre Dame, he, he was fished. He had an online girlfriend. And it turned out to be like a like a forty year old man presenting herself as a, as a female, and her parents died in a car accident, and she was broke, and he rose he raised online money for her and everything else, and some investigators followed up, and it turns out that 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 it wasn't even real. He was literally fooled, but he looked he kind of looked like a fool. He kind of looked like wow, you're in college, you're an intelligent man, and you got fooled by somebody online. Another reason for us to be careful when we're online. All right. So, the, so um, words that come from the root word of tangible uh, is attain, contact, 
contaminate. You have to touch something to, to contaminate it. Intact, you know, uh, uh, integer, integrate. To integrate something means you have to touch it and bring it into something else. Integrity, all right. Uh, uh, tat, tactics, tactile. Tactile is how something feels, all right. Uh, uh, tangent, tangible, uh, just what we're talking about, all right. Uh, taxi, you can't ride a taxi until you get it, until you touch it, all right. We've covered a lot of ground on tonight, and we are past our time. Um, I'd certainly like to ask if there's any questions or comments, but certainly text me if you have any questions or comments. I pray that we've learned some things on tonight. Let's remember and take this prayer with you on tonight. If you don't take this prayer with you, then the whole exercise was just me telling corny jokes tonight. Lord, qualify and equip everything that matters to me to be transferred into the kingdom of God. My visions, my desires, my goals in life. The only way they're going to be realized is if I first submit them to you and to your will for my life. Let me chase your will and you will add all of these other things unto me. Lord, let my salvation, let my health under you, my, 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 my spiritual health, my mental health, my physical health, my soul health, the health of my family be submitted to you. Let my mind, my knowledge, my intelligence, let it come from you. Let me be filled with your intelligence. Let my finances be submitted to you, tithes, offerings, giving to the poor, supporting ministries, supporting those who have less. Let that be a priority over rent and bills and bling bling and watches and Rolexes and diamonds and perfume. Oh, no, I didn't. That hurt my own self. And let these desires be transferred into tangible, touchable kingdom assets. Amen. And it is so. God bless you. We love you on tonight, Lord. We pray that everything we spoke, everything that 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 everything that was spoken, everything that was desired and thought in this Bible study, Lord, let the thrust of it be uh, under the auspices, under the umbrella, under the will of your will for our lives. And then, Lord, bless us accordingly to your will as we desire to be filled with the experiential understanding of your will for your life. Guide our path, guide our footsteps according to the will and purpose that you have for us. Anything we step into, we'll be stepping into where you want us to step out to. Anything you pull us out of, you'll be pulling us out of the kingdom of darkness. You'll be delivering us out of the kingdom of darkness and morphing us, transferring us, translating us into the kingdom of light that we may receive the inheritance of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, of Rahab the prostitute. Whoa, I wish I had some help of Daniel, of, 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 of the 12 tribes, of every single believer that has gone before us. Uh, chapter 12 of Hebrews, the hall of faith that have gone before us and has laid the foundation of faith in God without ceasing, without backstepping, without, 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 without being weary, without murmuring, without complaining. And Lord, if I may be that example to your people, if I may be that light on a hill that others may see, that my joy is not my joy, but this joy that I have, the kingdoms of the world didn't give it to me. And since they didn't give it to me, they can't take it away. Whew. 
And since I don't want to take it away, then God's not going to take it away because he gave it for me to keep and for me to have. Let me be an encouragement. Let me be an instrument that brings life and joy, even in persecution, even in tumult in people's lives, even at their worst moments. Let them think on me, your servant, as just one of many examples to press on and go all the way because there is not a prize. There is the prize when Christ says, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter ye and I have enjoyed our time together on tonight. If you do not know this Christos, this Christ, as I know him, as we know him in the name of Jesus, then pray this prayer with me. I know we can go over a little over tonight. Is that all right? Consider it over time. All right. Father, in the name of Jesus, a light bulb just went off. And I know now that you are real and heaven is real. And that I must be forgiven of my sins and washed clean. Lord, in light of that, I acknowledge you as the head of my life. Lord, over my mind, in the name of Jesus, I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are the Son of God, risen for the dead, risen from the dead. That's the first fruits for the remission of my sins. Now, I believe that my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And as Pastor Jones so eloquently says, I celebrate my new God day. If you backslid, you pray that same prayer. And the way you slid out, you're not coming back that same way again because God wants to translate you. He wants to deliver you from darkness and into his marvelous light. So you will not come back in the same way you went back out. You're already different. You're already transferred. You're already a new creature in Christ. We love you. Give according to what you received on tonight. In many circles, if this was a public speaking event, and this same information was given to a consortium of churches or individuals or Christian individuals or even a secular uh, group, um, this would be a twenty-five dollars to $50,000, 45-minute speaking engagement. But yet, in this, in this sphere, in this atmosphere, in this context, you don't have to give anything. But I encourage you to give something and that something be, be commensurate, be equal to what you have learned on tonight. And for many of us tonight, this was a $10,000 word on tonight. Not because I said it. God just moved these lips of clay and just clap these gums together. I'm just, I'm, I'm that puppet. All right, I'm that ventriloquist. All right, five minutes before I came here, I was sitting on, my, sitting on the stool in my kitchen. My family knows what stool I'm talking about, where my Keurig is. And I asked the Lord for, above all things, after I asked him to forgive me and, and prepare me, make me meet, equip me, and qualify for you for the service. To the Lord, the one thing I cannot do without is revelation. That's the one thing, Lord. I can do all these other things, but if you don't get revelation, I'm, I'm, kinda, I'm, I'm just kind of going on my own. And I think revelation came tonight. Fresh baked bread, fresh baked garlic and olive bread that Sister Brittany, Sister Brittany just took me to Wegmans and got, I ran in for four minutes and I was back out. I needed some, some Christmas cookies before it's no longer Christmas in Wegmans. Amen. Some 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 garlic and olive bread, and some and some uh, uh, deli roast beef, and some more and some lemon aid. 
because gusts I had that lemonade and I bounced. So I could be here tonight to spend some time with you. I am so glad. Once again, Sister Rivers, amen. Glad you're home safe and sound. Pastor Jones, we pray supernatural healing from the crown of your feet to the sole of your head. As we leave this place, but never, ever, 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 ever from God's presence, watch over and keep us as we till we meet again in Jesus' name. Thank God. Thank God. Amen. God bless you. Amen. We are. Uh, yes, yes. We um, uh, every Sunday, this Sunday, amen, at, uh, at 9.30 a.m. And, uh, and then every, uh, 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 for uh, Kingdom Academy. And then, uh, and then uh, 11 a.m. for our uh, word, for our service on Sunday. We love you. May you have a restful and great sleep on tonight. Amen. With the kingdom on your mind. God bless you. We have three different ways that you can give. One way is using the Giveify app by downloading Giveify using your iOS or Android device and search the King's Healing Room, where you will see our senior pastor, Bishop Brian K. Hill's senior photo. You also can use our text to give. Here how it works. There are five steps. Step one, text GIFT to one 981 which is a unique to the King's Hiller Room. Step 2, you will receive a text with instructions. Step 3, follow the instructions to set up a given account. Step 4, text the amount you want to give and the designation. It could be a tithe, offering, or general fund. In step 5, you will receive a receipt via email confirming your gift. And here's the last way you can give. You can use PayPal and send your donation to tkhroffice at gmail.com. That is tkhroffice at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and remember to subscribe to listen to more messages like the one you have heard. We are the King's Healing Room. And we are a kingdom ministry with a global presence.